0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, January 4th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines: Labor lawmaker is out. Oakland to expedite ag exports and WTO problems for carbon payments? Powerful labor advocate leaves assembly. Assembly member Lorena Gonzalez of San Diego is resigning from the legislature to lead the California Labor Federation. A labor leader before running for office nearly eight years ago, Gonzalez said the move will allow her to, quote, continue my life's commitment to serve and empower working Californians. Gonzalez drew condemnation from the agriculture employers in 2016 when she authored AB 1066, which became the state's ag overtime law. In 2019, she targeted trucking businesses and gig employers with AB5, requiring companies to hire many of their independent contractors as regular employees. She blasted meatpackers in 2020 over COVID-19 outbreaks as she pressed for more worker protections. And in 2021, she co-authored AB616, a United Farm Workers bill that would have eased restrictions on union elections. She chaired the powerful Appropriations Committee as it blocked SB 559 for three years from accessing state funding to fix Valley Canals. Assembly member Chris Holden of Pasadena will take over as chair. Gonzalez delivered her announcement on the assembly floor on Monday in the first session of the new year. Port of Oakland to expedite ag exports. The Port of Oakland plans to provide relief to ag exporters struggling with reduced capacity and skyrocketing logistic costs. The port will open a new yard to move containers off chassis and store for rapid pickup. These free, this frees ag haulers from having to wait for terminal space and promises faster turnaround. The import surge-clogging ports has led to significant drops in export volume in Oakland. Vessels dropping off cargo further south have been skipping pickups in Oakland, creating a shortage of both ships and equipment. We need the shipping companies to immediately restore the export lines from Oakland to Southeast Asia and the Indian subcontinent, said Brian Brandis, the Port of Oakland Maritime Director. Port officials have been meeting with ag groups and with state and federal agencies to develop solutions. Among the long-term goals is to invest in critical port infrastructure. Subsidies can make farming greener but run afoul of WTO. The billions of dollars the Biden administration wants to pour into climate-smart farming practices could put the U.S. in conflict with the World Trade Organization's limits on trade-distorting subsidies. That according to a new analysis by Joe Glover, Senior Research Fellow at the International Food Policy Research Institute and former USDA Chief Economist. There are several programs like the Conservation Reserve Program that can be used to reduce carbon emissions and are generally not considered trade distorting, said Glauber. But programs that subsidize crop insurance or pay farmers to use climate-friendly practices could put U.S. at odds with international rules, he believes. He says WTO rules may need to change given that increasing agricultural productivity is one of the most effective ways to address climate change. Addressing climate change in a way that ensures meeting the U.N. sustainable development goals will pose significant challenges in the years ahead, he writes. A broader consideration is whether the exigencies of climate change require rethinking rules underlying the global trading system, particularly those governing domestic support. Senate focuses on January 6 voting rights and not BBE. The Democrat-controlled U.S. Senate is back in action this week, and there are reports that Senator Joe Manchin may be willing to negotiate a deal on a scaled-back version of the Build Back Better bill. The BBB bill contains $90 billion in ag and nutrition provisions. Democrats are going to keep the focus this week on the one-year anniversary of the January 6th Capitol riot, while trying to make the case for passing their voting rights legislation in coming days. In a dear colleague letter, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, the New York Democrat, raised the possibility again of carving out an exception to the filibuster for the voting legislation. Keep in mind, neither Manchin nor Kirsten Simita has given any indication that they would support ending the filibuster change. Nunes exits Fortenberry. Prosecution proceeds. Devin Nunes is officially retired as of yesterday from the House seat representing the San Joaquin Valley. Nunes, who took a job as the CEO of former President Trump's new media company, was in line to chair the powerful House Ways and Means Committee after the midterm elections if the GOP were to win the majority. Nunes' family has long had a dairy farm in Tulare County and 2007 ended an operation in Iowa. He had served in the House since 2003. Also yesterday, a federal judge in California rejected a request by Representative Jeff Fortenberry, a Nebraska Republican, to dismiss an indictment brought against him for lying to federal investigators about illegal contributions to his 2016 campaign. The order sets the stage for a trial next month. Fortenberry had been the top Republican of the House Ag Appropriations Subcommittee before being indicted in October. Vilsack pledges careful use of industry funding. The Biden administration is moving ahead with its plan to finance new meat processing capacity. Ag Secretary Vilsack told AgriPulse that USDA will be careful to provide support for a range of plant sizes and ensure that the facilities are located where they're needed. We're not going to just fund every application, Vilsack said. There's going to be the need to show the viability of it, to show the market opportunity, all of that. Some 150 million dollars is being provided to an estimated 15 projects this spring. Another 225 million will be rolled out in summer 22, the White House said yesterday in announcing the administration's latest plan to address packer concentration. Well, here's today's. He said it. Remember that farming is not a question of if, but where. That California Farm Bureau senior counsel Chris Shearing. In an op-ed for Cal Matters, calling on the state to protect agriculture water supplies by investing in new storage. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, January fourth. For the latest news on Washington D.C., visit agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.